good to see you guys here. And now we're in chapter 18 in the book of Revelation. And um, this is going to be the culmination of the 21 judgments of God upon you know, this rebellious earth. And uh, last week that we saw in chapter 17 was he was talking about Mystery Babylon. And so Mystery Babylon was, um, it, it's, it's partially revealed, and yet there is still a, a mystery involved with it, you know, and what he's saying. But the thing that we're seeing, there's a difference between these two Babylons. There's like two Babylons here. The first one was Mystery Babylon, which I think that as we studied that last week, we could make the case that that was a religious order. It was a religious uh, sect that was being judged there. And what we're going to be seeing here in the second part or the Babylon, uh, the fall of Babylon the Great, we're going to see a political, economic, and um, social uh, destruction. You know, so we're going to economic uh, uh, destruction of that system. And um, it's, it's, I think when you study this with that in mind, that it becomes really clear that these are two systems. One is a religious system and the other is an economic, political and um, you know, a com commercial system. So, you know, the first thing that we're seeing here, and I'll, I'll start reading this. It says in, in uh, Revelation 18, verse 1, it says, These things, after, after these things, um, which is an interesting, you remember we kept saying that in chapter 4, that uh, or chapter one in the book of Revelation, the, the Lord says, "Write the things which are, the things which, uh, or the things that you've seen, the things that are, and the things which will take place after these things." The word in the Greek is metatauta, after these things. So once again, we're seeing that phrase which we saw in chapter one as well as chapter four in the book of Revelation when John all of a sudden was caught up into the heavens and he says, "After these things," and so the the things that are taking place and we're even going to study about tonight, they're taking place after the age of the church. The church is no longer on the earth. God is primarily dealing with Israel. There's still a lot of people being saved. There's people coming to faith, but this is the rule and the reign of the Antichrist, and the earth is under a great time of darkness right now in judgment. So this is what we're seeing. This is the tail end of it. We're dealing with the last uh, seven years of the tribulation period. Um, this is when the Antichrist takes over control of government, he subdues three of the kings, the world leaders, the ten, the ten horns that come up from the book of Daniel, as well as uh, chapter 17, they talk about that. Um, the, the beast and that world controlling power, and there's ten horns on that, which are ten economic uh, regions of world domination. The beast, the Antichrist, comes in, he takes dominion over those three, and then he gains control over the whole world. So he's a worldwide uh, ruler. And he actually proclaims himself to be God at some point in the middle of the tribulation period. We, we know Daniel talks about the abomination that causes desolation. So we're dealing with his kingdom right now. So it says, it says in here that and, uh, after these things I saw another angel coming down from heaven having great authority and the earth was illuminated with his glory. So it's a really powerful angel um, coming down. Oh my gosh. Where is it? Here we are. Uh, coming down. And he's illuminated because of his, his glory. We know that in the book of uh, Corinthians it talks about, and even in the book of Daniel, it talks about that those who are wise will shine like the stars forever. So it seems as, you know, if we're obedient to the Lord and we do the works of the Lord, 
there's a radiance that comes on people that will be known in eternity. The Bible says that. You know, we, we can study that in the book of, um, I think, chapter 15 in 1 Corinthians. It talks about that in the resurrection, that, there, you know, different stars uh, differ in their glory. And so will our bodies be different in the resurrection, depending on how obedient we were to the Lord, you know. And so here is a radiant angel coming down with full authority from God, and he's proclaiming. It says, uh, verse 2, it says, he cried with a, a mightily, with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, has become the dwelling place for demons and prison for every foul creep spirit and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. And so he's making this proclamation as he's coming down to the earth. You know, in the Bible, it talks about unclean birds in Deuteronomy. You know, that there were certain types of birds... And here's a listing of some of them that you weren't able as a Jew to eat. You're not supposed to eat these birds because they were considered unclean. Uh, the reason why some of them are unclean is because they eat carrion or they eat dead things. You know, they're like a vulture or an eagle uh, and, and they'll, or a buzzard will um, eat dead things. You know, so those things were considered unclean. The owl is also uh, considered an unclean bird. A stork is an unclean ospreys. Ossifrage, which I don't know what it is, an osprey, gleed, a kite, a vulture. A uh, kite, I think it's like a, I forget what kind of bird a kite is, and a vulture. So these are unclean birds. And so God makes a distinction between clean and unclean. And uh, he's saying that this Babylon has become the, the habitation for every unclean uh, and hateful bird. And so, you know, what is that? What does that mean? And so we have, uh, you know, Babylon is fallen, is fallen. We know that from a previous chapter that he did talk about the fact that Babylon had fallen uh, before. Now, you know, he was proclaiming that it's just as well as it's good and done. Um, I forget what chapter that was. Um, yeah, there's another chapter. I think it was chapter, possibly chapter 14. It talks about the fact that the angel makes the pro proclamation, Babylon has fallen, but the actual event did not take place yet. Now here is the fulfillment of that word. As, God, as far as God's concerned, this thing is done already. You know, when God makes a pro prophetic, prophetic proclamation, it's as good as done. So here we're, we're finally seeing the um, proclamation of that, and this picture is pretty wicked, but it's, it's talking about the demonic forces that have come on to the world powers, you know, and, and it's talking, it says, it, uh, he cried mightily with a loud voice saying, Babylon, the great is fallen, fallen, has become the dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit and a cage from every unclean and hated bird. So it's just attracted demonic entities. You know, do you know that um, a lot of times when people are, are ruling and reigning on this earth in power, that they use dark forces to attain to those positions, Right. you know? Even this, this setup here in Washington, I could, I could show another picture, but even this setup uh, architecturally of Washington, and uh, we went to Washington and we saw these monuments, but this is a Washington monument as well as the Capitol. This is a uh, very pagan symbolism right here going on. It's, it's Masonic. Yeah, the way it's placed, even, even uh, Washington, it's, it's uh, laid out like a pentagram in certain things, and there's ley lines of power, you know, the... the um, uh, Washington Monument, that, that is an um, uh, obelisk, obelisk from Egypt, and it's, it's a, a symbol of, a phallic symbol from Osiris. So it's, it's a, a male symbol of a, you know, basically a penis, and then the capital is, the, is a symbol of a womb. So there's, there's a lot of symbolism going on here, 
And I could, I could pull up a picture of the Vatican and it's the same layout. You have uh, St. Peter's Cathedral there and they brought in an obelisk from Egypt and it's sitting up in, in St. Peter, you know, in the square there. And so it's, there's a lot of occult symbolism going on so here. They, so they feel it draws power? It draws them? power somehow. I don't know what it is. These guys go. This is why Babylon is being judged though because all this kind of heathenistic practices emanate from Babylon. That's where it all comes from. That's why God is judging Babylon because all these pagan practices, they came from Babylon and then it, 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 uh, the centroid of power moves towards the west. So it, moved, it went from, from Babylon, then it went, to, um, uh, it went to Rome, and then it went to, to Britain, and then it went to the U.S., and it's traveling that way. But as far as the empires that had to do with Israel, you know, that's mainly what we're dealing with. But you see how the power centroid is moving to the west all the time. Yeah. When was that laid out? That was long. It was a long time ago. But the person who laid it out, it was I can't remember his name, but it was a French Frenchman from France. And it was he was a Mason from you know, he was a he was a, a Freemason from France who laid out the architecture and read the article in the National Geographic magazine who he was. I can pull up his name, but I don't I, it's not on the tip of my tongue. But um, it was interesting also, you know, hearing the history of the United States that actually uh, New York was the power center of the United States right. and everybody assumed that the capital was going to be in um, New York and there was a time where this was being bartered at the time uh, Washington was a swamp it was it was below just a little bit below uh, uh, ground level a lot of it was just really um, watered and it was a it's a steamy said swamp area but somehow they brokered that they moved the capital to uh, Maryland which is of all places which seems to me probably has a Catholic connection to that because it was called Maryland is where they brought it to and they seems like they paid money to bring it here you know because they, they were New York thought they had it in the bag and there was a deal that was made no we're bringing it to Maryland and we're going to put it over there and it became its own almost like Washington is its own separate entity yeah. it's Washington D's the district of Columbia <laughs> it's its own thing almost like the Vatican the Vatican is in Rome but it's it's Vatican City it's its own little country there so there's a lot of similarities to this. And so, you know, talking about world powers, there's a lot of people that believe that the United States is Babylon. You know, and as we're gonna study this, and you're, you could, some people could make the case and say, no, I think the United States is the Babylon that's being destroyed here. I personally don't believe that. You know, I used to believe that, that it was possible, and I'm not gonna say that I, I have it all figured out, but I'm gonna bring up something that uh, to me makes sense, you know, it, it makes sense what who real Babylon could be, you know um, So this is the That's that image there Oh, that thing is wicked I know, I thought it was a wicked image but I, I thought it was pretty cool to see that Man, some guys would like to put that on the cars Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Exactly <laughs> For the, um, verse 3 It's for the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. So, you know, we're seeing this. I don't know if you guys know about the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is, is not even a federal institution. It's a private banking institution that was illegally brought into uh, power, that was given the power to mint our money, to, to print our, our money, in 1913. It was in 1912, 1913. It was 1913 in Jekyll Island off the coast of, I think it's Georgia. And uh, they, they did a, 
uh, they brokered a deal over there. It was on the Christmas break, and there was only a few um, congressmen that were there. And uh, was there Robert? And um, they basically usurped the power from the United States. So they got the ability to uh, print our money. And the golden rule says this: I don't care who makes the rules. He who has the gold rules. You know. So if you're controlling the money system of a country, you're basically the ruler. You know. So these guys are. They're, they're printing up our money and they're charging us interest to lend us our own money. And that's why there's all this debt. It's just ridiculous. It's, it's just power and control. And, you know, it's so weird to see our money with an Illuminati symbol yeah. on the back of every dollar bill. You know, this is uh, basically the New World Order where, the, where they're, they're um, empowering this system. And after World War II, the United States was the po most powerful country coming out of World War II. Our cities didn't get bombed into oblivion. Our industry was at its highest level. The United States was in a very powerful place at that time. I think it was in conjunction with the fact that we really backed Israel coming back into the land in 1948 to become a, a, a nation once again. The United States was in a strong position. And the United States just boomed. Our, our, that was probably the apex of our our country at that time, probably 1948 to probably the 60s around there was when the United States was at its apex. And um, what happened was everybody agreed that the United States was a stable, moral country that had a lot of inherent wealth. And so they said, we'll give you the right to be the world reserve a currency. Everything that's going to be brokered will be done in dollars. If you're going to buy, do you're going to buy gas, you have to translate your money into dollars. And that's been the way it is forever, you know, in, in, up into the current day. But right now, the United States has shown itself to be such a debtor nation and irresponsible that a lot of people around the world are saying, we're done with the dollar and we want to get off the gold. We want to get off the dollar standard and we want to go to something else, whether it be gold or maybe it's the Chinese yuan that's not doing so good right now because of our president kind of called these people on the carpet and their economy is suffering right now. But there's something waiting in the wings, you know. What it's basically going to be, it's going to cashless society. You guys noticed that recently they're calling for everybody to bring in their change, yes. their loose change. Yeah. And they're saying because of this um, pandemic, that they're saying that money is dirty and the handling of money is we could be transferring diseases. Therefore, they want to go cashless, which we know that's all biblical. We've studied a little bit about that. We'll talk about that a, a little bit later. But here we are. So he's talking about in chapter 3 about these uh, merchants of the earth who have become rich and abundance of their luxury. In verse 4, it says, I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, lest you receive from her plagues. Um, you know, this is another thing that we're seeing in this current age right now. We're seeing a rise of corporatism. You know, where, where people are not really, these, these corporations are so big and they're global now. You know, so you, you saw what happened with the NBA recently, right? They went to China, and when there was the protests in Hong Kong, and uh, people were speaking up against the fact that these Chinese were being oppressed, the, the Hong Kong Chinese were being oppressed by the mainland Chinese, or the, the uh, communist Chinese, that um, people were protesting against that. And um, it got to the point where it was, I guess, the basketball season. So these, um, these basketball players, their contracts are so huge in China that none of them want to, as moral as these guys are, as much as they don't want to stand up during the national anthem, as moral as they are, they said, oh, we're not going to say anything against China because we know what side our bread is buttered on. And so they're absolutely silent on these protests because of corporatism. 
Their money was dictating their policies. Their money was saying, I'm not going to say anything against China. because." And some of them did. Some coaches said, I stand with China on these protests. And China said, that's it. We're canceling the broadcast of your games in the NBA in China. And they went, fell all over themselves to apologize to China because their interests are more money than nationalistic. And that's what we're seeing in the world right now, that the world has gone towards uh, this globalist and, and corporate interests that have no sympathies towards countries. You see that with, with something like McDonald's or Starbucks, they're global, they don't care. Main thing, we make money. We don't have any, we're, we don't have any um, allegiance to America. Main thing, we make money, you know? And I think that's very disgusting to God, to be honest with you. And the, the gross amount of money that these companies make and take advantage of and um, corner markets and, and um, they, they uh, falsify prices because if they can get a monopoly going on, and just take advantage of poor people. And this is what's being judged here by God. Um, you know, we were just talking about it earlier that, you know, in America, you know, our president was saying, make America great. We want to prosper. Yes, we all want to prosper. We don't want to live in poverty. And I believe that God wants us to prosper. But the downside of it is most of the wealth is centered at the top 2% of the population. I, I forget what the numbers are. It's ridiculous, though, the distribution of wealth. The top 2% own, like, 90% of the world's wealth. And so that gives you, when you have that kind of wealth, that gives you a lot of power. And with a lot of power, that gives you a lot of corruption. And they get into stuff that's unspeakable. And some of that stuff is coming to light right now. You know, they're into child trafficking and, and, and doing unspeakable things. And part of that is, is because they're part of a satanic system that requires this kind of stuff. And it's, it's really, when you get into it, it's really disgusting. But this is the reality. And this is what's being judged here. Um, it says that the kings, it says, um, for the nations have drunk, verse 3, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxuries. And I heard another voice from heaven said, come, uh, come out of her, my people, that you sh share not in her sins, lest you receive her of her plagues. Her sins have reached to heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. You know, it's interesting that the Jewish people, you know, uh, are very uh, business-oriented people. You know, they make, they're good at making money, you know. And I think that that appeal right there is to the Jewish people to come out of this system. You remember when the Jews were captured, they were taken captive, and they have to stay in Babylon for 70 years. There was only a small percentage of them that returned. A large percentage of the Jews remained in Babylon, and they became Persians. In fact, uh, Nora... Uh, Pastor Rob's wife, she's a Persian Jew. From, that, from the um, capture of the Jewish people, she was one of the Jews that retained, you know, who stayed in Babylon. So a lot of them, you know, they're, they're into commerce, they're into business, they're into making money. And a lot of times their money is their God. And God's, the tribulation period is an appeal to the Jewish people primarily. It's telling them, I am your God. Remember your roots. Remember the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And he's calling these people out of this wicked, corrupted system. You know, he's, he's making an appeal to anybody. But I think in particular the Jews, you know. And especially when he's talking about Babylon. Because like I said, when they went down to Babylon... The majority of them, I think only 30% came out. The rest stayed in Babylon. They liked it over there. They liked the, the lifestyle. The city was a, ma a massive city. In fact, um, studying about Babylon, it was one of the wonders, one of the seven wonders of the world. The Hanging Gardens of Babylon. It was a massive city with a huge wall that was like 300 feet tall. 
It was like five, I forget. 300 feet tall. 300 feet tall, 50 wow. feet wide at the top. You could have two chariots run on the on the wall abreast oh, of each other. Man. It was massive. It, it, they said that the, they had the hanging gardens. Um, I think it was Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, it was Nebuchadnezzar that his um, wife was from a place where there was hills and, and more green and it was more, you know, like hilly treed areas. And she goes, oh, I really miss my homeland. So he goes, I, she make me something, make me a garden. So he made this, this terrace garden. And they said, the, you know, it's pretty, pretty flat in where Babylon is at, in the plain there. It's on the, on the river Euphrates. And so he, he made these uh, out of bricks, just these huge, like, uh, man-made hills and terraces and planted them with all types of trees. But the amazing thing was he had this, it's called an Archimedean screw. So it's like a, 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 like a screw propeller up a long tube like that. And the thing would turn, I don't know, wind power, water power, it would turn and it would carry the water up from the river Euphrates up and it would just uh, circle down through canals and everything and water all the trees and everything. Wow. It was, they said it was beautiful. Waterfalls, like a, just a natural garden he made. It was a, one of the wonders of the world, you know, fruit trees. And it was just beautiful. And, and <laughs> you hear people write about it. They said it was just fantastic. This is what's being judged. This is where this thing emanated from. Babylon, this was the place. So it's, it's all the opulence, all the wealth, all the lust of the flesh that humans could desire represented by Babylon is what we're dealing with here. It says that... Um, So he's, he's calling his people to come out of her, out of Babylon. You know, the, the thing is, the, despite all these judgments that have come so far, there's a remnant that God is, is, is saving. There is people that will be saved. There is the Jews that are going to be saved. Uh, a good, they, were, they, were, um, they were preached to by the 144,000. Their uh, eyes were, were opened up once the church was taken out. It says the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. Now all Israel will be saved or this dispensation is upon the Jews now. So God is appealing to his people, come out of this mess, come out of this thing. So they apparently have not received the mark of the beast. I don't know how they've survived to this point. Maybe Israel just says, we're not playing with this thing or whatever. They got to they pass somehow. But the rest of the world, it seems, in order to play with this commerce, had to have a mark in order to buy and sell. Uh, but God is appealing to his people, depart from this stuff because I'm judging it. Get out of that. And so um, it says the Babylon to give up her cup. So God has finally had it with this, this whole system. He says, I'm done with this. This thing is just corrupted to the core. Um, it says in verse 5 for her, uh, verse 5 it says, For her sins have reached heaven and God has remembered her iniquities. So it's just like a cup, you know, he says it's the cup of the wrath that just keeps dripping and dripping and dripping and dripping and dripping until this thing is just to the max. I can't take it no more. We got to judge this thing. Um, it says, render her, render to her just as he, she rendered to you and repay her double according to, your, to her works in the cup, which is mixed, mixed double for her in the measure that she glorified herself and lived in luxury in the same measure, give torment and sorrow for her. Says it, for she says it in her heart, I sit as a queen, I am no widow, and I will not see sorrow. Uh, so, you know, this is a, uh, this is, you know, this is a judgment on almost these rival cities, right? Uh, I think the nations, you know, that have uh, um, 
chided Israel. You know, there's a scripture that says, why should, why should the nation say to you, where is your God? And, and even to the Jews, they lost their faith because after they rejected their Messiah, they were basically, their temple was destroyed and they were scattered throughout the whole world. And they constantly wanted to get gathered back there. So they're gathered back there even now. And right now we're on the cusp of them rebuilding their temple, which is a huge thing. They really want to do that. They said it could happen really quickly. Um, but in the nation's eyes, you know, and especially I would say the rivalry between the Catholic Church and the Jews. They look, at, they look at the Jews disparagingly. They actually feel like we should be in control of Jerusalem, not the Jews. That's the Catholic's perspective on this thing. And so, you know, they're, they're, they're pointing at her and saying, you know, uh, you're like a widow. You know, it says, uh, it says uh, the measure glorified says, it says, I sit as a queen and am no widow. That's the world speaking to the, the Jews. I, I'm, we're good. You guys are the ones that are, that are you know, you don't have a husband Therefore, her plagues, now this is speaking, spoken to Babylon, her plagues will come to in one day, death, mourning, and famine, and she will be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judges her. So this, this thing that's going on, this goes all the way back to the book of Genesis. This, this is where Babylon is actually, the, it, it emanates from the, the plain of Shinar, which is Babylon, which is the Tower of Babel. That's where it got its name. It first started there. I was like, is this the same place? And it is the same place. It's the same thing. In fact, I can Google it on Google Maps where they can show you this is the remains of the Tower of Babel still exists to this day. You can pull it up on a map and they'll say this is it. In fact, Saddam Hussein, before the Gulf War, he was rebuilding Babylon. He was taking the ruins and he was stamping his name on every brick that was going in there. He was saying this is Saddam Hussein. He was saying that he was the reincarnation of Nebuchadnezzar. And he was attempting to rebuild Babylon, which he wasn't. But this structure starts off in Revelation. I think it's not Revelation, but Genesis 10. I want to just go there real quick. Because it's interesting, the parallel here between what's going on in the book of Revelation. And this is like, the, um, like I said, the, the book of Revelation is the terminus. Or it's the, the wrapping up of the things that began in Genesis. And so one of the things that's being wrapped up here is this attempt towards world empire. And... Uh, in chapter 11 in Genesis, it says that this, it says, Now the whole earth had one language and one speech, and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, which is Babylon. And they dwelt there. Then they said to one another, Come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. And they had bricks for stone, and they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, Come, and let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is to the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see this city and this tower and the, that the sons of men built. And the Lord indeed, the people were one, and they all have one language, and this is what they began to do. Now nothing that they uh, propose to do will be withheld from them. So this is pretty amazing. You know, this is, so we, we look at this where man, God already told them after the flood, Go and multiply and fill the face of the earth. But instead, there was a person that came up in this right after the flood. His name was Nimrod. And he um, rebelled against God. This is interesting. I'll just talk about this real quick since i got the image up here. This is the European Union headquarters in Brussels in Europe. And this is a painting of somebody. You know, so We don't know what the real uh, Tower of Babel looked like. Nobody's really seen them. 
but this is the rendering, that picture, this picture and this picture are really popular, like it was under construction and it wasn't completed. So this is what we, we think of when we think the Tower of Babel. They actually designed their building, their headquarters in Brussels to look like the Tower of Babel, which is current today, um, the headquarters of the European Union. So anyway, going back to this, this character here, who's Nimrod, who would be a type of the Antichrist. That's a person who wants to be in control of everything, who wants to be in control of this great empire, who wants to be the, the, the main guy, you know. And God sees this. Everybody's in, in agreement. Let's work on this project. Let's build this tower up to heaven. In fact, what we're really doing, his name Nimrod means to rebel against God. So he was a rebel against God. He wasn't following the order of God who says, just be multiplied or go around the earth. Instead, he says, no, let's all congregate together and let's put our hand to this task. Let's make this big building. And the reason why he did that, number one, he said, we're going to make it up to the heavens. But he also said that we can prevent being destroyed by another flood if God sends a flood. So let's work at this thing. Let's make this thing happen. And so everybody like ants, they just build this huge tower up. And God says, this is not good. This is already, this is wrong. This is in disobedience to what I wanted. And so he comes down and he checks it out. He goes, whoa, these people are really united in this effort. And look at how, what a, what a thing they're making here. You know, and you're, you're thinking, isn't that a good thing that everybody's working together for one purpose? And they're all, but it's the wrong purpose. And there's the devil in charge of this, Nimrod, who's a rebel against God, who in fact, they claim that he was probably some sort of a Nephilim. He was, he was part human. They said, it, it, when you study about this guy, they say, well, one, one part human, two parts God or demigod. You know, so it was something other than human, which is weird. And so he's trying to make this huge city and then God comes down, confounds the language. Not only that, there was a religious system that started up here that had to do with that phallic symbol that I talked about. So this is all the roots of what's being judged here in the book of Revelation. You got to go all the way back to Genesis to find out what's going, what's really going on. That's why I don't believe it's the United States that's being judged here. We're, we only have 300 years, 200 something years of history. It's too short a history. And we haven't killed all the prophets. We haven't killed all the saints. The blood of the, the martyrs hasn't been found in the U.S. It just doesn't make sense. There's characteristics of the United States that are not good. Let's, let's not be, you know, uh, <laughs> let's not close our eyes to that fact. But to say that the United States is Babylon, I don't believe that, you know. So here's the, the destruction. So, yeah, so, you know, we, God comes down there. Uh, it says, therefore, its name is called Babel because the Lord confused the languages of the earth. And from there, the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of the whole earth. So we have a scattering of men. We have a breaking down of the language barrier. Now what we have in this day and age with communication and, and, and technology, um, they have stuff that's computer programs that they call it reversing the Babel effect. Where you can speak into a computer and anybody from another country can hear you in their own language. So there's technologies that are overcoming this language barrier now. Not only that, I think English is pretty much the universal language of commerce. You know, most, a lot of people speak English. I went to Africa, most of the people, not most, but a lot of people speak English in Africa. Uh, English is sort of the, the like Greek was the, the language back in the day. English is the, is the um, language of commerce in these days. And so, um, uh, where were we at here in the scripture? Um, yeah, one day, so we're in chapter 8, it says, Come, in one day, death and mourning, famine, and she will be utterly burned with fire, strong as the Lord who judges her. So you're, you're looking at this, you know, 
look at how great, look at what we did. And it's just, boom, it just turned to ashes so quickly. Yeah? Um, and so it goes on in verse 9. So the kings of the earth who committed fornication and lived luxurious with her will weep and lament for her when they see the smoke of her burning. So, um, you know, we see, I'll just keep it on that image. Um, you remember when, when uh, Mystery Babylon was killed? When, when we saw the horror of Babylon, she was riding on, the, on that beast. Right. And finally she thought, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting on with this thing. And all of a sudden the beast turns around and throws her down and, and kills her and eats her flesh. And everybody was like, yeah, you know, the system was rejoicing over that fact. This time, when this system goes down, everybody's lamenting. They're like, oh, no, you know. So you can tell there are two different systems right there. You can make a distinction between one, they were... They were happy about her getting killed. The other one, everybody's like, oh, this is terrible that this happened. So we know that they're two different things, right? It says, uh, standing at a distance with fear and her torment saying, alas, alas, the great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour your judgment has come and the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn for her for no one buys their merchandise anymore. Merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet Every, um, every kind of citron wood, every kind of object of ivory, every kind of object of most precious wood, bronze, iron, and marble, and cinnamon, and incense, and fragrant oils, and frankincense, wine, and oil, fine flour, and wheat, cattle, and sheep, horses, chariots, and the bodies and souls of men. So, you know, there's a listing of 30 different items there, tangible goods that are. So this isn't just a spiritual thing that's being judged here. This is a physical thing. Physical trade is being judged here. You know, you know, one of the things that is gross about America, I would say, is consumerism, you know, yeah. just gross consumerism. We all recognize this picture here, you know, Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, we're giving thanks to the goodness of the Lord. And some people just forget Thanksgiving. I'm going to Black Friday, man. It just, and it's madness, man. People get getting beat up over a large screen TV. You know, it's, it's just like, this is gross in God's eyes. It's actually the last commandment. Thou shalt not covet. I want more and more and more. And how much is enough? You know, how much is enough? And we go after it and go after it and go after it. And, um, you know, it's just kind of disgusting, I think, in God's eyes, huh? Um, this is, you know, speaking about world trade, um, this is trade routes and, and goods that are being traded throughout the world. And, you know, one of the main players there, it seems to be America, is one of the big, you know, uh, recipients. In fact, we are the world's leading um, consumer. Uh, we are uh, importer. You know, we, 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 we don't ex export as much as we import. So we're a consumer of goods. Don't we, we don't... Don't we, um import 25% of all the goods. Is that the number? I, I forget what I, the number was. I uh, that's what it is. And our population is so small, but we do 25% of the... It's, it's pretty pretty high. Yes. But 25% yes. um, of oil, that's for sure. Well, 25% yeah. of the world's goods, and yet our population is only, what, 3.5 million? Yeah. And the world population is 7 billion? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, one of the things that is being judged is um, uh, in, in this listing here, literal Babylon is the commercial center, it's the governmental world, it's the commercial world, and the other thing interesting enough, it's the maritime world. It's the trading and the shipping that goes on by sea. There's, there's a big point that's made about this. Huh? So the, 
the global shipping routes, the amount of boats on the, on the and um, I thought the United States had the most uh, ships at sea, you know, container ships, but it's not so. You know, there was another country, there was a few other countries that beat the United States in that. China was pretty high. Um, Denmark, or some, some weird, uh, it, was, it was something different. I should have took a snapshot of that. But um, the amount of container ships on the ocean carrying goods and, you know, goods from country to country, and the amount of global trade that's going on. I think we have lived in our lifetime to see uh, the global economy take place. You know, um, right now uh, there's a there's a great sentiment to cut off more trade with China. There's a lot of countries that are backing off out of China. Japan is uh, making um, money available to re to return their factories uh, back to Japan because they're disgusted with how China has been dealing. The United States also. Our, our president is saying we want to pull out our, our factories. A lot of countries are discontented with China over releasing this, this terrible virus on the world, you know, and, and just causing havoc. And so there's a lot of backlash right now. China is in serious trouble right now. You know, they're, they're, they're people, the Chinese people are sort of discontented with uh, Winnie the Pooh, the dictator. That's what they say he looks like. He, he outlawed that meme in China. You can't say anything about Winnie the Pooh or you'll go to prison <laughs> because he says he looks like Winnie the Pooh. And uh, their their country is flooded right now. They're probably going to be they're probably going to see some serious famine, you know, this year, which is sad for the people. And and one of their massive dams is is on the brink. They're seeing they're just watching it. Is this thing going to collapse? And if it does collapse, it's going to be catastrophic. You know, you're not talking about the one they just finished a couple years ago. The, the seven the gorge. Three, yeah, the three gorges dam. The three gorges. Yeah. They said that they said that they didn't anchor that thing properly on the bedrock. The Western scientists came there and looked, or engineers. They go, "You guys didn't do a good job. This thing isn't even anchored onto the bedrock here." And they said once the flooding levels, they showed a picture from space. Where it was, no, they it was, told them that was going to happen. Yeah, and they it's happening. They, it's, so they it could see it from from satellite images. The things being pushed out. It, it was razor straight at one time. Now it's all kind of come on. Yes, yeah. and they're, they're Google that. Yeah, you got to look it up. Man. Two-thousand-year-old so, cities and oh, towns were underwater oh, because of that. And they've been having catastrophic. It's over forty days of flooding going on in China right now. It's Are just hammering on this dam. Yeah. yeah, they're they're releasing all kinds of water, but they can't keep up right now. So you know, here it is. You know, part of the judgment is. Oh, is yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's go back to this. So verse sixteen. Alas, uh, says saying, "Alas, alas, that great city." was clothed with fine linen, purple, scarlet, and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls. For in one hour such great riches came to nothing. Every shipmaster, all who travel uh, by ship, and many who trade on the sea, stood at a distance and cried out. And they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What is like this great city? And they threw dust on their heads and cried out, weeping and wailing, and saying, Alas, alas, that great city, which all who had ships on the sea became rich by her wealth, for in one hour uh, she is made desolate. Rejoice over her, O heavens, and you, holy apostles and prophets, for God has avenged uh, you on her. So, I don't know. You know, I would say if there's any country that has made people wealthy, it's the United States. Right. Everybody wants to get trade deals with the United States. You know, we, uh, when our president came in, he canceled the, the um, I forget what the one with the Pacific Rim. Anybody remember the name of that one? But he's, that would have been devastating. Hillary was promoting that to the hilt. And it was basically going to export all our manufacturing around the Pacific or wherever. And he said, this is a terrible deal. And he shut it down. Thank God for a president. That's one of the first things yeah. in India. Uh, he, he, hiding that. Was it, it wasn't NAFTA. Yeah. It was, 
Uh, it was it, something with, yeah, with the Pacific. The, what was it? Yeah, I think it might something like that. That that was the one. He canceled it though. He canceled it because they said that would have been the death knell for American industry, and he reversed it. The other one was the Mexican, the NAFTA one with Mexico, and he put them on notice. He goes, oh, "We're not playing this game anymore. You guys are gonna pay. You're gonna you're gonna do fair trade with us." So that's why everybody hates this guy is because he calls them on this stuff, you know. Because he's doing fair trade. Exactly. You know exactly, and and you know. Um, we're being attacked, you know, by everybody around the world. It's because, you know, he finally, he called them on this nonsense that they were doing, you know. And uh, it says, uh, they threw dust, in verse 19, threw dust, and it became rich by the wealth. Rejoice over her. Yeah, it says, rejoice over, over her, O be heavens, and holy apostles and prophets, for God has avenged you on her. So I believe that it's deeper than just the United States. It has to be. You know, even if the economic... Uh, driver was the United States. I believe that even toward, as we get into more of the end days, this is the controversial part that I want to talk about. It's going to shift, I believe. I believe that the United States right now, the way we're moving is not in a good direction. I mean, we have to pray for our country, but say uh, economically and stability-wise right now in the United States, we're, we're in a very precarious position. We're almost, it seems, as on the, on the edge of a civil war you know, the, the, the house is divided so drastically now. Everybody has their opinion and very sharp opinions. You go out on the street and you try to say what you believe, you might get punched in the face now, you know. And so our house is divided. There's many people who have prophecies about the United States in this condition right now that there would be an internal uh, civil war and then we would be invaded by outside armies, China and Russia, as well as uh, South Central America, South America coming up and just taking up a division of this country. I don't. I don't want to see that happen. I don't. I love this country. I would never want to see that happen. But if we don't repent, you know, uh, we have done so many bad things in the world. You know, uh, got into unrighteous wars, abortion, uh, legalizing perverted marriages. I mean, just crazy stuff that we we're held at a higher accountability because we had the, the Christian, uh, Judeo-Christian ethic in this country. So we're held at a higher account, and we're a leader by what we do. It has an effect on the world. The movies we export, the entertainment we export, has an effect around the world. What in the post I showed you, was it yesterday? Yeah. Love is love, yeah. and it's a man holding a young boy's hand, yeah. and he's promoting pedophile oh, in Colorado, the so poster. We, you know, once you broke through oh. that barrier, that was a natural progression or regression. It was going to go there. You know, that they're going to promote, oh, who are you to say that having relations with a young child is not legitimate? Who Come are on. you to judge? It? Yes. Yeah. They're, they're promoting this stuff, man. There's, a, there's an organization called NAMLA uh, that promotes that, yeah. that says that we want our rights. We want to be able to have relations with young boys or young girls. It's, it's perverse, you know. And, and especially from a country that called itself a Christian country to be at this level. So I think that God is saying to us as Christians, come out of her, my, my people. Don't be partakers of Babylon. You know, he, that's the principle that's there for us to be. Diane Lockwood, who's watching from California, right. you said that. Yeah. She was like, yep, 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 yep. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, it's going around. Yeah, so it. that's the, yeah, would you want us to say something more? Yeah, praise God. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is our stance right now. The Lord says, I'm coming back for a bride without spot or wrinkle. That, might, that means we cannot have our garment defiled by this filthy society that we're a part of. 
We should be apart from it. He says, be holy for I am holy. So don't be like them. You can be in the society. Don't be like the society. And we're supposed to be different. We're supposed to show an example of what a Christian is. In the midst, it says that you shine as lights in a perverse and dark generation is how we're supposed to be. Then help us, Lord, to be that. It says, um, uh, so God is avenging these things. Um, with a, then a mighty angel, oh, here it is. Uh, this is imports. Imports. The United States, the greatest import uh, country here, 13% of the global total. China comes in, you know, they, they were, they were on, on uh, course to, to surpass the United States economy. I forget what year it was, uh, 24, 2024, something like that. They were, China was on the, you know, with their, their consistent economic growth, they were on the course to surpass the United States, um, you know, in, in no small terms due to how much trade we're doing with China. Now that I think I don't know it slowed down since then and then Germany is number three Japan number four uh, United Kingdom you know so therefore these are the 15 countries of the world's biggest importers of goods um, so here we are with this uh, verse 21 it says a mighty angel took up a millstone a great millstone and threw it into the sea saying thus with violence a great city Babylon shall be thrown down and shall not be found anymore the sound of the harpist, the musician, the flutist, the trumpets, trumpets uh, shall not be heard in her anymore, nor craftsmen, nor any craft be found in you anymore. And the sound of a millstone shall not be heard in you anymore. The light and the lamp shall not be shining you anymore. And the voice of the bridegroom and the bride shall not be heard in you anymore. For your merchants were the great men of the earth, for by their sorcery all the nations were deceived. And it was found the blood of the prophets and the saints and all those who were slain on the earth. So there's some things in, in this listing that could be ascribed to the United States. But there's other things that I think are missing there. You know, we don't have the blood of the prophets on our hands. Whereas Babylon, and it says by your sorceries, all the nations were deceived. That could be so because, you know, um, like I said, people in power, a lot of times they resort to... Um, sorcery or witchcraft in order to attain to those positions. I was watching, uh, 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 I just stumbled onto it. I wasn't sacrificing, really. Sacrificing, human sacrifice. Human sacrifice, uh, child trafficking. Yeah. You know, just, uh, it's really sick when you get into this realm. But that's what's so vile about it and why God is judging this so severely. In fact, this image of the person, uh, this angel with a millstone in Luke uh, 17, 1 and 2, it says, it would be better for you that you would tie a millstone around your neck and you'd be cast in the midst of the sea than for you to offend one of these little ones here. So you imagine all this child trafficking that's going on right now and pedophilia and killing these kids and, and doing unspeakable things with them, torturing them and drinking their blood. This is what's going on here. God says, I've had it with this already. And he's judging it very, very severely, very suddenly. He's just, boom, he's like a millstone get cast down. Hey, what is the term that they call people who drink blood? What is the term Dwayne said? What is uh, it it's, it's called adrenochrome. Yeah. And, and what it is, I mean, this is, it's really sick, but it, it exists, you know, and, and there's people who brag about it. There's people who talk about it. And Mel Gibson, in fact, was one of the persons that came out and he talked about it. He says, not, I'm not saying he participated, but he was a whistleblower on this and they demonized that guy. Yeah. He said, this is what's going on in Hollywood. Right. They're, they're drinking the blood of babies. They're, yeah. they're consuming their flesh. You know, it's, it's like Babylon 
um, witchcraft going on here. And, and I know that sounds crazy, but it's going on. You know what I mean? And, and in fact, this president has really gone off and, and he has um, uh, released the hounds on these, these uh, child trafficking, these pedophiles, and they're being arrested. And it's not being published. It's not being put out there, but it's happening because he can't stand it, you know? And that's why they hate him also, you know? The people in the power structure can't stand him because how they attain... There was that model recently who got caught. Uh, what was that one? Her, uh, her, that, and, and her tweets, she had to delete how many thousands of tweets because it was just perverse stuff about child. It, it was so perverted, you know, that, that it was so implicating on her. And this is a supermodel who was talking about this, who is trafficking in this kind of thing and probably climbing the ladder of success. And that's how they attain to it. It's, it's, it this is all what's being judged here. It's all this stuff that's been undercover, and they're like, wow, look at, well, I sit as the queen. I'm, I'm getting over on everybody. Look at me. I got everything. And God says, no, I see it all, and we're not going to play this no more, and it's coming down. And we're, we're seeing that the, the beginnings of that in an effect. Um, the other thing that he was saying here, that the nations were deceived by your, by your um, sorceries. And the word sorcery uh, translated is uh, pharmakia, which is drug use. Uh, druggies, and uh, you know, here's a, a picture of possibly how Babylon's destruction could come. It come could come from like a stone from outer space, an asteroid or a meteor that hits the Earth, and just boom, just consumes at one time. Um, and the angels rejoicing over the fact, you know, that this this thing is finally dealt with. You know, it's it's just been going on so long. It's time to judge this mess. Um, here's a another image. I know it's kind of gross looking, but. It says, the end times, the merchants of the world will deceive the nations and the world through their pharmakia. Pharmakia is drug use. What is, what is the, the, the great thing that's going on right now? Get your vaccine. Everybody get your vaccine. We have a viable thing that, could, uh, that can stop this, this COVID. We have it. it it's called hydrochloroquine with zinc. And I forget the last uh, element of that. But doctors are treating people with this stuff. It doesn't cost hardly anything. And they're saying we're 100% successful on this stuff or, or close to it. But we don't want to talk about that because we're coming up with a vaccine that's going to change your DNA. And we're going to keep everybody locked down. We're going to stop the sports. We're going to stop the movies. We're going to stop the entertainment and keep everybody in their house until everybody gets their vaccine. And then you can go back to Las Vegas. And then you can fly again. And you can do this. And you can, and you can participate in this system. And it's all a big lie. And it's interesting, you know, they had that, you know, that Dwayne shared yesterday about that, um, that big write up with the doctors coming out about hydro, you know, being that that medicine is really right, good. Right. And in Facebook yesterday, today, there's a war because people are posting it and they're taking it off and posting it. So today I saw like four people, I post it, take it off because it's the truth. And there's all these sources coming in like, this is the truth. So this isn't is this it? In the end times, the merchants yeah. of the world will deceive the nations of the world to their pharmacia or their drugs. Yeah. I mean, before this didn't make as much sense as it does now, but this yeah. is coming into clear focus yeah. now, you know. Yeah. And um, and what's in some of these vaccines, babes? Tell them. Oh man, it's it's like aborted fetal tissue. Yep. There's a uh, there's squalene. There's aluminum. There's, uh, there's mercury. There's dirt, dead mouse or dead rat. Some kind of. I mean, a monkey. You know. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just disgusting what the. Cancer cells, yeah, yeah cancer, cancer cells, virus yes. that they inject in there. In the vaccines. In the yeah. vaccines. You know, they said that the people who take consistently their, their flu vaccines are way at higher risk to get this COVID stuff than anybody else. 
because they probably are, they already have injected them with this stuff and you know some of these things could be bioweapons that it's it's a two-part bioweapon so there's something out here we already gave you this it reacts with that next thing you know you got it you know so it's it's i mean the the this is a big money the pharmaceutical industry is is a trillion dollar industry and they don't like i said they don't care about humans really we just want to make money off of you if we get if we get you sick and then you got to buy more drugs with us hooray for us good for us you know and, and i think today president trump signed the bill to lower what kind of medicine he just went, he said they were making millions of this and he made it so cheap what was the medicine i'll get that information but today he just signed something and the pharmaceutical companies does not like it we're the biggest consumer of drugs legal and illegal drugs illicit drugs in the united states you know so now, yes, Diane, the, the, the immunizations can change our DNA. And that's what they up. said. Well, it said the, the, the type of, of uh, vaccination, yeah. excuse me, that they're coming out with this time, they said is unlike any other vaccination that we've done before. The other one was we would introduce whatever the uh, pathogen into your body, and then your immune system would, would rise up and fight against it, you know? And that's part, partially why we have a lot of autoimmune diseases nowadays. They've injected people with way too much stuff where their body actually starts fighting against itself. And you have all these diseases that we never had before because they're injecting people with multiple, multiple injections and the body's immune system goes crazy and you, and you get all these weird diseases now that we never had. But this thing is different because they said, we're gonna actually change your DNA so that your body can produce supposedly stuff that will fight this COVID. So it's a totally unproven, unused, totally new technology. But we have hydrochloroquine over here we use for <laughs> centuries. And this stuff isn't really being passed on as, as drastically in Africa because everybody's on some kind of malaria drug. But we don't want to give that to Americans. We're gonna, we're gonna, we have to inject you with this stuff. And if you say anything against it, you're a conspiracy theorist yeah. and you're enemy of the state at that point. Yeah. yeah. That's why I said we got to pray for our president that he gets in because, man. He did say that he's not going to let everybody, nobody can be forced to take the vaccine. But the problem is we're not going to be able to let you say it. And anybody who speaks like this, you know yeah. what we're talking about right yeah. now? Yeah. If I put this on YouTube, this would be taken down in a yeah. heartbeat. Yes. They don't let this kind of speak go on. I thought we lived in a free country in the United States. Not anymore. You talk like this on the Internet or on a, on a big platform. You know, it's a small group and we got a small uh, broadcast here. But you talk on a big platform, they shut you down, you know. They don't want this information getting out here because this is the truth. But, and they can't um, do anything about child pornography. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I still yeah. take that down. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, we're all, yeah, I wanted to talk one more thing. Ah, we don't got time. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about this afterwards. Then. Okay, after okay. The yeah, after the, I'll talk. It's, it's kind of interesting. So as far as Babylon goes, we know that there's a, there's a spiritual Babylon that was dealt with in chapter 17. And this was the commercial, uh, economic uh, Babylon and political Babylon that's being dealt with here. As far as the identity of this, I'm not going to say for sure. These are some of the names that come up, some of the cities that come up. New York is one. Because it's a deep, deep port city, and, and a lot of you know a lot of uh, nations, and it, you know it could meet some of those criteria that were said here. Another one is Rome. They said this is Rome. Another one is Mecca. Is another one, and there was another one that I can't remember. And then it was the other. The last one was the, an actual rebuilt Babylon. 
I'm leaning more towards a rebuilt Babylon, as unlikely as that might sound. The, the reason I remember hearing Chuck Bisser go on that rant, and I go, ah, I don't believe that. It gotta be America. America is already in there. They're they're participating. It's it's ready to roll. But there are certain things that I've seen take place in world history right now that could make me lean towards that. And the reasons being is God is settling the score with ancient evils, ancient things. I, I've seen what money can do in a very short period of time. If you transfer money and power to any region, you can transform that thing really quick. And, and an example is, I, I should have took up some pictures here, but look what they've done to Mecca recently. With, with all these Muslim pilgrims going in to do their Hajj, their, their religious pilgrimage to Mecca, go look what they've built over there with money. And it happened so fast, man. They got the world's largest clock tower over there. It's huge. And just city, I mean, massive malls and structures all around Mecca, which is supposed to be like a religious site. And it happened quickly. Look what happened in Dubai quickly. So a real Babylon, I think, could rise up out of the ruins of, of, of uh, Iraq if the Antichrist is supposed to come from that region and he says, this is where the city is going to be. I could see it happening. And if they, there was many people who said, we're not talking about a real Israel coming back into their land because they don't exist. And everybody, they spiritualized it or they allegorized it. And they said, no, it's not real Israel coming back because they don't exist anymore. Did they come back in the last days? Yes. If he's talking about Babylon, I think the literal Babylon will be rebuilt. And it'll be, it'll be a fantastic city that'll be the marvel of the world. That one of those things like how... Uh, what's his name? Nimrod is saying, look at, look at what we're doing here. We're doing this massive spectacle, you know, and it's going to be the center of all earth commerce, uh, world trade and commerce at the end days. I really believe that that's where it's going to be. It's going to be a literal fulfillment of Babylon. The principles are there and the United States is participating. The world is participating in the principle, but I believe there's going to be a literal physical rebuilding of Babylon in the Middle East, the headquarters of the Antichrist. Yeah. I didn't believe that before, but through studying, I go, no, if the Bible says that, that's what it's going to happen. And there's another scripture in Zechariah that I didn't get to. I could talk to you guys afterwards, and I'll show you where it says that. Well, you know, a lot of them saying, go on and go on, but my battery is going to run out. So what I'll do is, for those of you listening, whatever Pastor Jay um, talks about later, we'll just put some, I'll put some fact points on our Facebook page. Or so you, you want us to let it run until the battery goes yeah, off. Well, they're just saying, like, it, yeah. <laughs> Whatever you were going to talk about. Okay. But my battery is going to go. It's already flash 20. Yes, okay. it's, it's going to go down. All right. Maybe I'll, I can highlight it again next week or something. Yeah. All or right. You, you, yeah. Okay. So we'll see you guys later. And then I'll put some points on what he discussed on our Facebook page and the church one. Okay. Thanks for listening.